You know, today as we bless McKinley, we, we do that not because it's a, a nice thing to do. It's part of why God's called us to be a church, that we have to go beyond ourselves. Yeah, God has called us to go out. And the church really is the hope of the world. And the church can make a huge difference. And today, I wanted uh, a, a really good friend uh, and an amazing, amazing vessel that God uses uh, throughout Hawaii and beyond. I wanted him to come and share with us on how the church can really, truly make a difference in this world. And so I wanted to invite, call up Pastor Alan Cardenas. He's been here before from, uh, from Nanikapono Protestant Church. And his wife, Mari, is here. Say hello to Mari. Alan's going to be uh, sharing a very inspiring message because um, he's got his license from the missionary church because of... How you got your license? I have no idea. <laughs> well, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for Alan. Why don't you extend your hand? We're going to pray for Alan. Father, we just pray that you would use Alan as your vessel this morning that you would inspire us all, that you would fill us with your hope, that you would fill us with your call for our lives, that, that, that we're here to go beyond, beyond ourselves, that you've called us and you've blessed us to be a blessing. And so we just pray you would use Alan in a powerful way this morning. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Right. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Mark. Well, it is an honor. We bring greetings and aloha from the country of Nanakuli. Um, you know, and one of the things that we're working on to be able to uh, make it a better place. And, you know, we're dealing with a lot of controversy issues. Uh, uh, we can, you know, I got people in our community concerned about the Mauna and uh, ish, uh, feelings are very deep and go back generations. And then we, uh, so we got uh, Hawaiians from different parts of the islands. We come, we talk story, and they ask me, you know, what do you think we should do? I says, well, you guys say malamaina. I say, yeah, we got a malamaina. Well, help us malamaina in Nanakuli then. Take your rubbish to your side of the island. <laughs> I said, brother, for years we got the two dumps, the only two dumps on the, our side of the island, and, and we constantly feel dumped upon. Uh, sometimes people come with programs from different parts of the island, and I was just talking to some leaders uh, yesterday. Uh, sometimes they come in, they look down at us like we nobody. And, and I say, sometimes you know so high up in the air, if it was to rain, you guys would drown. <laughs> I said, that's, that's not how you build community. That's not how we work together. That's not how we make our home Hawaii a better place. And we've got to find a better way, a more effective way. And the only way to do that can be summarized in one word, and that word is aloha. And that's our priority. So in meetings that I'm in, very controversial. I keep telling Mari and my, uh, our leaders, I constantly put me in the middle of heated controversial issues. And uh, so we've got to find a way to be able to create a better home for generations yet to be born, especially us as adults to model how we can sort out our differences together. And how we can let the coaches coach, let the players play, let the uh, officials officiate without messing that up. So uh, I, I got a PowerPoint, and, and I, I, the title of this morning's message is Bless No Blast. How's that one? So turn to somebody next to you and say, Bless No Blast. That's how we're going to do them. 
That's how we're going to let the coaches coach, let the players play, let the officials officiate. We're going to bless no blast. And, and it actually comes out of Bible. So I was asked by Pastor Mark to kind of share what we did back in 2016. We had seven suicides. Two of them was my classmates' kids. That's the first. That's also the year that Kaulana Warner uh, got uh, killed by a drunk driver. Uh, the court, uh, the case came to, uh, was uh, on the TV last week, finally. Um, but bless no blast. And um, I, I'm going to share with you something that I'm learning from the original Mr. Aloha. It's not me. It's not Danny Kalikini, it's not uh, uh, Uncle Mokeale or uh, Antipila Hipaki who uh, wrote the Aloha Law, but it's from the original Mr. Aloha and his name is Jesus Christ. That's the model that we need to follow. Um, so with that, it's in Luke chapter 10 is the foundation, and I just want to lay a biblical foundation be, uh, in what we have practiced. I, I'm, not, I'm not an expert, I'm a practitioner, I'm learning, because I went to Nanakuli. I love Jesus, but I went to Nanakuli, so that means I get plenty of issues. And as I was, no, no, serious, I was driving in, and I come into this church, and, and I was thinking, like, wow, man, I, why in the world did Pastor Mark, part of the leadership team, give me a license? And he know I get issues. I'm from Nanakuli, right? And then, sure enough, he take me in the room to the intercessor, got to pray for Pastor Allen. He get plenty of issues. I said, you knew that. Why you give me the license? Right? Then I was telling Mark this morning, I think I'm getting tested. I'm getting graded this morning. And if I don't do good, they're going to pull my license. So anyway, here's a four-step strategy that we use in Nanakuli to reduce the suicides, uh, work together with government officials from the federal, uh, the state, city levels to help bring, put unity back in community. Because what is the goal? What is really the goal when we're, we're faced with controversial issues and in life, period? Is it connections or is it distance? then that would help us with our approach. So Jesus teaches us this approach, four-step strategy, how to change the spiritual climate. So the first thing that we got to do in our communities is bless people, not blast them. Coach knows that. He's like, yeah, preach it, pastor. Preach it, man. Right? You got to bless people, not blast them. When you blast people, how does that work? Our people no longer have a place at the table because we, I don't want to be in meetings that all people going to blast me. I was at a football game last night. We run the concession stand up there to support our athletic program, and this community member is just frustrated. He says, tell me what you're doing to help the situation. Well, I'm going to meet you, and I blast him. <laughs> that's why everybody else on your nonprofit organization has the same approach. Says, yeah, that's why it doesn't work. And it will never work. All it does is bring division, chaos, confusion, and disunity. Listen, we're the 50th state. We're not the other 49. We're different in a sense that we are the Aloha state. We ought to be known for the spirit of Aloha. And we need to put on display that in the midst of controversy, when they show up play, flat coach, I never do nothing, right? Pastor Mark said, but Alan, they're playing football. You got to hit the kid. I taught my son, you clock the guy. You hit him so hard, you knock him in the eastern time zone. After you knock him down, then you pick him up. Jesus loves you, bro. You guys laugh. He got smart. He had Mari's heart, you know, soft guy. Bro, you're playing football. Clock him. Eastern time zone. But dad, you said, uh, got to share the love of Jesus. You told him after you clock the guy. <laughs> so anyway, where am I going with that? Well, what we got to do is, is first thing we got to do is bless people. Not give them a sermon. Not give them a lecture. Bless them. And the less words, the better. The softer the tone, the better. So we bless. God put plenty of honey and sugar in it. 
Because people, coaches, administrators, people in the government system, they're not used to being blessed. They expect us to blast them. But when you, when you bless, it's like spiritual Scooby snacks. How many of you guys remember Scooby-Doo? Oh, you, oh, you freak out. Oh, wow, you guys still ask that stuff, huh? Cool, I grew up with that. So, you know, like, so, so when you bless people, like spiritual Scooby snacks, it's like, duh, right? They're not used to that, and they want some more. So you bless people. What blessing does, it opens the door to fellowship. And one of the things that uh, we need to do is, next slide, is we, this is something that we need to do. We need to end our love affair with punishment. Because one of the things, when people screw up, human beings in other parts of the globe, not you guys, but in other areas, in other schools, in other churches, in other communities, in other, go- other government systems, in other uh, educational systems, when people screw up, the natural tendency is to punish them. And, and when you punish people, you're showing them that if you can punish somebody, you have power. If you can abuse somebody, you have power. If you use violence, you can have power. If you, the more angry you get, the more power you got. And, and we got to end our love affair by thinking about being unpunishable. And it, it, and it's old school. I mean, for old school people, it's hard. But old school is not working. The blasting thing don't working. It's not working anymore, especially when it comes to young people. So what we got to know is, is end the love affair punishment. And Jesus was the model. When the lady committed, when the tit- <laughs> sorry, I mean town, uh, when the lady committed adultery, uh, uh, the, what Jesus did is he didn't punish her; he restored her self-worth. What we need to do when people screw up is restore their self-worth, their dignity as a human being. Hey, how many of you here today are adults? Raise your hands. How many of you was actually their age before? Raise your hands. How many of you was actually children before? Raise your hands. Okay, how many of you adults, you screwed up before in life? Raise your hands. More than once, raise your hands. More than three times, raise your hands. So you guys actually screwed up. How many of you are parents now? Raise your hands. How many of you that screwed up when you was young expecting perfect children today? <laughs> oh, Chup, what's up, Ellen? Small your stage here. I used to around 40-foot stage. I can run one side to the other, backflips, ninja kicks, everything. Anyway. What we're modeling is unrealistic expectation for a young man. This whole thing, and Danny's releasing this book, Unpunishable, is taking a Christ-like approach. Uh, Peter, the banana. You guys remember Peter? Peter, James, and John. Peter was the guy. Not me. I would never screw up. It's the other bananas. I don't know why they're on the team. I don't need them. I'm good enough. Right? I'll never screw up. The banana screwed up three times. He screwed up big time. What did Jesus do? He never says, see you dumb, you stupid, get the sasa stick, whack on. Jesus didn't freak out. He didn't try to control people. He allowed them space to learn and screw up. But in the mess of screw up, he blessed people, not blast people. And he restored the self-worth. So for us, and we need to know that because that for years, just blasting and blasting and blasting Nanakuli didn't work. And I took a different approach, and that approach has given us favor in the government system, in community. Uh, I got to say, I got almost every week people from government that want to sit down, talk story, and learn because the government system, from their opinion, does not work. So the first thing we need to do is bless. And then when you bless and you end your love affair with punishment, now you get favor. Now people want to actually, well, what was that, Mom? What was that? Well, Coach, I'm sorry, what was that again? 
They want to listen and they want to fellowship with you. That's the second thing that we need to do with Jesus. What Jesus modeled is fellowship with people. Work on heart-to-heart connections. Work on that. Work in putting unity back in community. How many of you ever heard that it takes a village to raise a child? That's what these people need. That's what these young men need. They're going to be fathers one day, man. And if that saying is true, it takes a village to, to raise a child. In my own humble opinion, on my side of the island, we all got silos. How many of you saw pictures of Rome, the ruins of Rome? You know what they call it, ruins? Because those pillars are no longer connected anymore. Those columns are no longer connected anymore. And for us to restore that village for our young men, they're going to be fathers one day, and how we can create a model, we've got to be able to bless people so we can fellowship with them and put unity back in community and bring the proper resources to train them up to be movers, shakers, momentum makers, history makers, and world changers, because that's what they're called to do. But somebody's lying to them, telling them, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're good for nothing. Oh, I'm sorry, a wrong community, wrong team, sorry, sorry, sorry. Only in Anakuli we do that to our young boys. So stupid. You're so dumb. You're so good for nothing. But thank God that you guys are not Nanakuli and uh, you guys don't have to deal with that. But that's why blessing them and fellowshipping with them is so, so important. And then the third thing, now they like you. Now they want to listen to you. And I got government uh, 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 people that's calling and, and want to uh, sit down and fellowship because this thing works. And then as you fellowship with them, we get two ears and one mouth. So when we fellowship with people, we got to listen twice as much as we talk. If God wanted us to talk, 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 preach, 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 God would have given us two mouths, one ear. But he gave us two ears and one mouth so we can listen to the felt needs. We bless them. They want to be able to learn and connect, and, and they want more. They hunger for that stuff. And then we can be able to, as they share, as we earn their trust, they can be able to share really what's going on in their lives and meet their felt needs. And that's what we're learning in Nanakuli. And that's why, again, we get phone calls, emails, text messages coming in. Just people want to share their felt needs. I says, you know, I'm not in town, huh? You know, get other churches in town, right? You know, get other people, right? But because we become a safe place. We created a safe place for people to make mistakes and learn and, and get deeper into really what's going on. So one of the things that we learn, next slide, is... Uh, that's just a snapshot now of how we apply this in the last 18 years in Nanakuli and just some of the things that, that uh, our needs in Nanakuli, 96792, that's my side of the island. We have a public health crisis. I'll share what that thing is going on, what some of our young men and women are going through in our communities, what's on God's heart, that's the spirit of aloha. What we're doing is we're encouraging other churches out in 96792 to hanai their schools, adopt their schools, adopt their blocks, adopt their streets to create safe, healthy, and hopeful communities for generations yet to be born. One of the biggest uh, 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 supporters of this, believe it or not, is in the Department of Education. She's a complex area superintendent. Her name is Ann Mahi. She caught on to this vision. For me, I told uh, the, the DOE for years, somehow we decapitate the kid. We only focus on their, their IQ, but we're not concerned about their PQ, their EQ. We don't understand that they're uh, up all night. They're tired in classroom because they're homeless, and it's raining, and it's leaking, and they cannot even go to sleep. We forget that some of these kids don't even have electricity in their home, and we got to get them flashlight and lanterns and so forth so they can do their homework because their parents don't have money to pay the bills. 
So she's uh, caught on to that idea and want the whole child approach and, and be able to, her thing is touch the heart before you teach the mind. And radical things is happening because of that. One of the things, how many of you ever heard of adverse childhood experiences before? Raise your hands. Adverse childhood experiences. This is a snapshot of what it is for the time constraints. Uh, I'm not going to go into depth. But what we are seeing in the past generations is some of our children are suffering physical, emotion, and sexual abuse in their own homes. And we wonder why they go to school and why they go to football practice and they cannot function. It's not that they're stupid. It's just that they're dealing with this abuse in their own homes. The other thing is the physical and emotional neglect. We find out kids that never had their fathers in their lives. And they never had their fathers who hug them and say, good job, son. Whack them hard, knock the clock out of them, pick them up and tell them Jesus loves you. <laughs> they never had that. They never had the moms. They, so they don't understand compassion. They don't understand respect because of the, the, the neglect. And now because of all those household dysfunction, like domestic violence, divorce, incarceration, drug use, and all of that, uh, we see uh, behaviors like drug use, suicide attempt, and depressions from the age of three years old in preschool. I started off at the high school. They asked for help. I said, okay, Roger that. We'll bring assets, resources. Can you help the middle school? Roger that. We help with the middle school. Then they said, Pass Allen, got to catch them younger. By the time we get them too late, work with the uh, uh, elementary school. Thank you, Pass Allen. By the time we get them, it's too late. I said, whoa, dude, I was in high school. I'm in elementary school, and you're telling me it's too late. He says, yeah, where do I go here? Preschool. <laughs> preschool? I said, are you kidding? No. I called preschool directors. We had a meeting. Tell me, this is what I'm hearing, the kids in high school and middle school and even elementary school. But they said, by the time they go elementary school, too late. He says, yeah, we see this all the time. What? We see this all the time from three years old. And so what are you guys are doing? And so it's nothing. So we're working at that stage to create a pipeline to uh, prevent this stuff. Next slide. Um, so what happens with adverse childhood experience, the more you got, the more likely you're going to have social, emotional, cognitive impairment. So we talk about felt needs, right? This is, the, this, is, this is the stuff we need to really understand. Then the more likely, because of the pain, of the abuse, the, the, the incest, and all that stuff uh, that's going on, the neglect, household dysfunction, they, they need coping skills, man. So some of our young people, they turn to alcohol, they turn to sex, they turn to drugs and all. you got to master pain with something because they're hurting and they're dying. And that if they don't have the coping skills, they all need hope to cope. They need hope to float. If they don't get it, they're going to spiral into depression and they're going to think about suicide. And it's an epidemic statewide. It's not just in Nanakuli. The more we get involved, the more I'm hearing from other people. That's why we're getting phone calls and so forth. What in the world are you guys doing out there in Nanakuli? Next slide. So what we need to do is identify the risk factors. This is our risk factors, ACEs, abuse, household dis challenges, neglect. And what it happens is the more ACEs you get, if you got four more ACEs, four times more likely to have suicides. Four times more likely, four and a half times more likely to develop depression. And 11 times more likely to do drugs. Average childhood experience is the single greatest undressed public health threat fate facing uh, our state and our country. It is what it is, and that's why I'm, I've been very vocal about this in, in, in platforms that God has given me, but all hope is not lost. So the next slide says this. So what's the public health crisis? What's the felt needs? That what, that's what we're talking about here this morning. What can K Kaka'ako Christian Fellowship do? What is the felt need? Is there anything that we can do to re, uh, reduce it? Oh, yeah, but yeah, you know, maybe that's mainland. Not necessarily, because look what happened in the uh, newspaper just a couple months ago. 
is death and despair. What we see is an 85% increase in suicide attempts, 66% increase in uh, alcohol deaths, and 47, almost 50% increase in drug poisoning right here in the state of Hawaii. And I can tell you by some of the stuff that we're facing, the phone calls that we got, uh, this seems to be true. That's the need that we have. So with that said, all hope is not lost. That's why God put the church here. So next slide is we need to look at uh, protective factors and put that in place to train up these young men to become great fathers one day. So one of the things that we can do is safe, stable, nurturing relationships, parental resilience, social and emotional skills. I'll share with you some. We got this bag right here. It's a choose love thing. Um, that we're launching and supporting in the schools out in Waianae side. That's the theme for a community is choose aloha, not hate, not anger. So a whole bunch of different skills that we can do to be able to do that. So what are, what are we doing as a community to address that? Next slide. To put unity back in community, uh, we're calling community leaders together. Anne Mahi, our complex air superintendent on our left. Um, Amy Akil, uh next to her, she was the former VP, the head of Kamehameha Schools on the win, uh, west side of the island. In the back, Don O'Brien, you may know her, and some, uh, Gloria from the Department of Health out in the Waianae side. Godwin Higa is a Castle High School grad that went to Cherokee Point, transformed that school in San Diego. And he's coming back as a consultant to help educators to touch the heart before you teach the mind. I asked him, God, come on, tell me what's the secret. What did you do? He looked at me, seriously? Yeah, seriously, what did you do? He said, Pastor Alec, all I took is the values of our home Hawaii and implement that in California. Right? Serious? He said, we lost that Aloha spirit, Pastor. Everything you've been saying, bless, no blast, be peacemakers, not troublemakers. That's what our kids need. And that's exactly what he's doing. So, and because of uh, Godwin, because of Ann Mahi, next slide, we're doing Challenge Day. Uh, what does it look like? Well, just imagine everyone feels safe, love celebrated in schools, enemies finding common ground, making peace, friends healing past hurts because of kindergarten. Hey, you stole my pencil in kindergarten. Yeah, but you stole my, you stole my girlfriend in, in, in preschool. <laughs> Nine, 10th grade, high school, still fighting over that stuff. Coming together, oh, bro, love you, man. Sorry, uh. that's all right. The girl was ugly anyway. <laughs> so, 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 sorry, sorry. Sorry, I think that's why he gave me the pastor's license. Bro, you funny, just like me anyway. Uh, and all this other stuff. Uh, we're going to do that next month uh, in a couple of weeks, actually. Yeah, uh, uh, in September. Challenging everybody to be the change. Nanakuli High School, September 9, 10, 11. So this is us. As you look, uh, uh, many of the people in that picture is from the different churches in the community. I reached out to Boys and Girls Club, Alolike, Lirikai Canoe Club, because what I wanted was when the kids are not on a football field, they're not in a classroom, they get aunties and uncles in the village that they saw. They had a great time, and they're going to continue to bless them and not blast them. So that's one of the things that we're doing. Again, the next one is a Choose Aloha thing. Um, um, curriculum. So we become, the church has become a booster club for educators. Crazy. I mean, I didn't, you know, I don't even know what I'm doing, but bless no blast. But we become a support system for the educators that they feel all alone and they're having a great time. The next thing that we're doing is building resilient community to overcome hurts, habits, and hangups by giving life skills and coping skills to overcome any kind of adversity in life. 
Here's one thing that our complex era superintendent had put out there on the record, is that what she wants to see is working together in the community, break the cycle of poverty, and disrupt the prison pipeline, and to give our keiki hope and opportunity. It's amazing. So the way I see it, she's reforming education out there that we can treat these people like human beings, especially when they screw up in class and on a field. It's amazing. And we're seeing choke miracles, and that's one of the reasons why we don't see the suicides like we did back in 2016, because our young men and our students, and, and I, I actually go get to teach in a classroom. I was a trainer for Seven Habits. I used to do that in the marketplace, but because of the needs back in our schools, I started to focus back in the classroom. And I realized the classroom of today is a community of tomorrow. And we as a church, we should get involved in supporting the programs and help them on the college career pathways while overcome their hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Some of the statistics, very briefly, because we're running out of time, well, we see statistics changing in miraculous ways, so we still need to see miracles. Next slide, you see uh, incidents and suspensions go up from 4,000 to uh, 1,100, go down, and we're working on zero suspensions because we want to lead with compassion, not with suspension, but to teach them a different way how to learn that their choices would affect them. So just different way of doing things. We see the results there. What I like the best is next. In, in the school system is the teacher vacancies went from 111 to just 57. <laughs> Teachers like coming to work now in Anakuli. I can't believe it. Hey, when you look forward to going work in Anakuli, that's a miracle <laughs> in the school system. So we celebrate everything. That's some of the things. Isn't it? And, and this is what the students are reporting. Next, next slide. And I share with you some of the miracles when you bless, no blast, fellowship, you minister to the felt needs. Check it out. Students are reporting the bullying and harassment went down uh, 60% in 2016. Then it went down 47% in 2017. And it went down 36% in 2000. So the kids feel, wow, man, the school is better and it's being transformed. We're not perfect yet. But it's a whole lot better than it was a couple years ago. Because when you follow the original Mr. Law, Jesus, and you bless, no bless, and do these things, spiritual climate changes when you meet the felt needs. So what we're working on moving forward, um, we want to prevent and reduce ACEs. All hands on deck. So we're creating a 2020 vision to reduce this. We want to equip safe, healthy, hopeful families. We want to reduce domestic violence by 25% by the year 2025, as well as divorce, substance abuse, uh, incarceration, neglect, um, and foster children. We got 160 children got taken away from their families, 160 in Waianae Coast from January to November. That got to stop, so we're going to reduce that. We're recruiting foster families and all of that. That's our 2020 vision because that is the felt need. I'm calling the churches together. We're going to meet tomorrow night at our church, all hands on deck. We're going to stop complaining where the kids and the schools are going, and we're going to resolve instead to do something about it. We're going to be the head and not the tail. We're going to be above and not beneath because God has given us the key, and that key is aloha. And it's not just for Nana Cooley. We're also partnering with the uh, uh, Prevent Child Abuse Organization, the Fatherhood Commission, and so forth. Uh, next slide is we, we identified 50 children of incarcerated fathers that are locked up in prison. We're going to break the cycle of incarceration. Thanks for great guys like uh, Jonathan here in front. We're working with probation officers. We're going to send them to Camp Agape this coming Saturday. 
break the cycle of incarceration. There is hope for you. You don't have to be like that. You're smart, intelligent. You're awesome. Who lied to you? You have great potential. All of that. And the kids are like, wow, really? Really? That's me? Yeah, yeah. That's you, man. We're uh, Kikioka Aina. We, we're mentoring fathers that are locked up in prison or incarcerated. 16. Say 16. I thought that guy was saying 60. 60 to 24 years old. Pastor, we need men from the church to help mentor them. How old? 16, 16, they're already fathers, they're already in the system, yeah, what? So we're training up men in our churches, we're piloting this stuff, and we're seeing great results with Kiki Okaena, Hui Ho'omalu, that's the organization that we're working with to support our foster families. So next slide, we also got a biblical guide to prevent teen suicide, it's called Alive and Thrive. Next slide, I got a phone call next week with the, uh, the founder and the creator of how to drug-proof your kids. Aunties and uncles are raising their kids. They don't know how to deal with it. They don't know what's going on. We got tools. We're, we're finding this right now. We're going to roll this out through, I think, Hawaii Family Forum, Transform Our World Hawaii. We're going to partner with churches like you guys. Um, next slide is, again, we did a comedy night last night. We brought in all the parents, well, most of the parents or caregivers that are fostering kids, that are burnt out, frustrated, they, they want to give up. Don't give up! What a great night. And they say, thank you so much, Pastor Alec. We're going to keep doing this now. Tears, and they want more of this. So this is kind of the felt needs in our community. Next one, I got four minutes. I, I, I bet Tammy, I'm going to finish by 10, so I'm on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that we're doing, and I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning on this Aloha thing, is how to keep my love on. Because my love on is Sunday in church, but once I hit the traffic and you're driving in from the west side, bah, and bully cut me off by Eva on the freeway, I said, bah, love off. And I like giving the one finger shaka, you know what I mean? So, so I keep this in my car. Yeah, in the driver's seat, as if Jesus sitting in the driver's seat next to me. So I give him the two-finger shaka and not the one. And that happens four times. Bro, you know how far Nanakul is to town? I got to drive in me with Jonathan, 7.30 in the morning. And then the guy, he said, my name is not on the list. What? I got to go park across the street um, uh, in, in, in uh, the restaurant row. And then when my name was there, I'm like, bro, my name is on the list. I got I to gotta tattoo this on my head like that. You know what I mean? So I keep blessing. So anyway, I'm one of the only Hawaiians in Nanakuli learning how to spread aloha. The other thing that we learn how to do is love our kids on purpose, not by accident. Or not if you get time. Or if you get energy. But keep your energies high because the most important thing that we need to do is love our kids on purpose. Because they're not an accident. So here's one of the sample flyers. What's the three painful problematic behaviors you want to see removed from your home? And what's your plan? I know the parents are up there, no more plan, right? So I put them out there anyway. It's like on football team, no more playbook, right, coach? Who does that, right? Right, guys? Who want to win championships without a playbook? Parents need a playbook too. So we got the playbook. It's called this. And so do you want to keep your sanity, parents, while your kids lose theirs? You want to be in control where the kids push your buttons? And all these other stuff coming. <laughs> right now, we kind of maxed out with this class that we just started. It's an academy. Uh, our parents never liked class when they was going to school. So I'm not going to use the word class. But we use academy. Oh, yeah, I come to an academy. <laughs> <laughs> but the exciting thing, and I got one minute left. I'm going to win this bet, Tammy. <laughs> is we partnered with HPD. They said it's not safe anymore. We need help. Somebody said, we're going to get the churches. We need the churches to get involved. So tomorrow night, pray for us. Churches are coming together to lock shields. 
I told HPD, Poor Ave, where our church is, will be the safest street in 96792. We serve the devil. He's eviction notice. You no longer have authority to operate here. The kingdom of God is there. Be gone in Jesus' name. We're doing all this stuff. Now, well, what about us? I said, I don't know, but that's your street. That's your problem. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I do have compassion, okay? But I'm only one guy. I cannot, you know. So, so, so next slide, next slide. Come on. I got to win this bet. I got to win this bet. So I got in Anakuli Valley. I got other men. Bro, when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, it's not your life anymore, and that's not your home anymore. You dedicate your life and your home to God, and you let the light shine, push out darkness, and you put unity back in community. You win your neighbors over. We're going to push crime out of this valley. So now I got other guys. What about mine? Say that. That's your valley. That's your Kuliana. But next slide. I challenge them anyway. Oh, anyway, that's it. Um, <laughs> I think that's it. Um, it's all good. I got 30 seconds left. And then we proclaim the kingdom of God is at hand. Listen, you don't have to do everything, but just do something. Just grab one thing. We've been at it for 18 years. Just find one thing that you can do and start blessing people. Start connecting with them. Be ambassadors of aloha. We are not like the other 49 states. Our kupunas have worked hard to create this place a good place for us. It's time that we stop being comfortable and complacent and, and, and in some cases asleep. Wake up, smell the coffee. That clock says I got two more minutes. <laughs> I went early. Here's the deal. I'm from Nanakuli. I hate losing. I like to win. Um, and victory is defined by how much we love. We love God, we love people, especially loving people who are not like you. Loving people who are different than you. That is the greatest measure. And I speak from experience at the Capitol. I've been humiliated, chastised in judiciary here in a rotunda. I was ripped apart in the front of the media. But yet, what I wanted to do is honor my grandma, my home, and not conform to the world and start blasting again. That's the old Alan. That's why my classmates, they freak out. Alan said, what? He's a pastor. That's the life. But I couldn't even read in school. He couldn't even talk. But because of the love of God, alive and well, I choose to live aloha, love aloha, share aloha. And that's not just my calling. That's for all of us. So I pray God's blessings upon all of you. You guys, you guys are great men. You guys are full of potential. I'm here. I took time out of our busy schedule. We got some meetings today just to share if a local boy like me from Nana Cooley can overcome my hurts, my habits, my pain, my fear, and do good in a community. You guys too. Coach, God bless you, your team. Mahalo. Thank you, all of you. I appreciate it. Love you guys so much. Thank you, thank you. Hey, I won, I won, I won, I won, I won! See, look, look, only now in 10 o'clock. I won, God, I won! No, no. We're gonna keep going. Nah, just kidding. Oh. One figure shocker. <laughs> what? what I wanted you to do was, you know, we need what God has given you as one church. We, we need that impartation from mm. you. So, can you just pray for our church yeah. that we would catch? what God will give you to us, that we can make a difference in our community too. Yeah. 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 Pray for us.
Yeah, I'll pray for that. Father, just, just extend your hands out, guys. Yeah. <clears throat> Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for the honor to be here uh, at Kakako Christian Fellowship. And Father, the same way you bless Mari and I, <clears throat> that we as a church can be a blessing to our schools and our community. I pray an impartation upon KCF right now. I pray for a double portion that you've given us. Enlarge their heart to care, to malama, to aloha, their kuleana, that it's no accident why you put them here on this property, in this school. So enlarge their hearts like you did for minds. We pray for spiritual renewal in their thoughts and attitudes. And Father, we just pray that they will be missionaries to this kaka'aka, this growing area, so many opportunities, but may their own family, may they start in their own homes, in their own marriages, in their own families, and out of their homes, that the spirit of Aloha will overflow and penetrate and permeate the business, educations, and governments here in this thriving community. So, Lord God, we pray that KCF would arise and shine in 2019 and catch your heart to uh, care and to malama and aloha all these uh, people that you brought here into their uh, areas of jurisdiction. So, Father, we just thank you for the impartation that you've given them, for loving them and blessing them, but more importantly, for believing in them for such a time as this. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know about the license we gave you, but I like the license you get and you give us. I really appreciate Pastor Allen. I have learned so much Hawaiian words because of him. So, so thank you. Oh, I don't plan it now. You know, we're here to bless McKinley. That's where it starts. We're going to bless, right? We're at the very start. We're going to bless, not blast. I went, uh, we went to talk to some of the administrators. Uh, Bob Morikuni, the athletic director, and when you came in, hopefully you got a paper like this. If not, there are papers right outside on the table out there. But they gave us some prayer requests, and I wanted us to pray right now for the things they're asking for. So they said for the entire school, one of the staff members, um, McKinley staff members said, pray for the students to grow in mental resiliency. We just found out this morning how important that is. So we're going to pray for that. Pray that student hearts would stay open to Jesus that their mental peace would be real and based on truth. Again, peace, resiliency. Pray for administrators, for wisdom and courage to face the real issues in our school. There's real issues. We just found there's real issues in every school. And administrators need our prayer. We've got to pray that they would have wisdom. And then they said to pray... Um, for the teachers and staff to have the vision for their classrooms, the offices, areas they work in, and a, and a real and new love for the students. That we can pray that McKinley High School will be a school founded on love from the top down to the, to the students. And then Bob, athletic uh, department, pray for the leaders of the athletics to have the wisdom in leading athletics coaches and, and parents Pray for um, safety and protection on the campus and when they go away or off-site. Pray for the students to feel loved and valued for, or valued for who they are and not reliant on social media 
for affirmation. These are really important things. Kind of see the theme, right? What is God saying to all of us? And what Alan shared this morning, there's a theme going on here. So we're going to pray right now. We're going to pray for our school. All right? Let's just pray right now. Father, we just pray for McKinley, God. And we pray that we just wouldn't stop here. That today would be the beginning. That we're going to pray blessings on McKinley. That they're going to feel blessed, not blessed. We pray for the, for the students, God, that they would have a resiliency, a mental resiliency. They would experience peace. They would experience love on campus. We pray for the administrators, God. We pray that you would give them much wisdom. There's so much challenges, so many challenges, God, from all fronts, and they need wisdom. Will you encourage them? And will you give them the wisdom that they need, the wisdom that comes from above? And for all the teachers and all the the staff members, Father, we just pray. We just pray that you would bless them, that you would truly bless them. That like in Nanakuli, the more and more they would just love coming to school. They would love coming to their classrooms, God. And we just pray blessings upon McKinley High School and for the athletic department. Thank you for Bob Morikuni. Thank you for what he and his staff does. And that there's so many things that they face, so many challenges they face that we don't even know about. And we just pray that you would bless them with wisdom, that you would, throughout all athletics, throughout the whole year, safety and protection, whether they're on the campus, whether whether they go off-site. And we pray for all the students that they would feel loved. They would feel affirmed. We pray for the coaches as well. They would feel valued. And we just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What we're going to do now is we're going to pray um, a blessing on the McKinley High School football team. And we've been doing this. Season has started. We just, you know, we just couldn't do this earlier. Well, we're going to start. I mean, you know, never too late to start. So I'm going to call Coach Pat up. And guys, you guys can get ready. You guys can line the front. Coach Pat, why don't you come up? This is Pat Silva, coach, head coach of the McKinley High School football team. Come on up, coach. Well, I'm going to ask him a couple questions. We're going to have the boys. Why don't you just line up in the front? Hold your breath because it's kind of tight over here. And, uh, yeah, do that. But, coach, um, when you think of this year, you get so much challenge. We're so blessed. You know, we prayed for the right coach. Coach Pat is the right coach. That God raised him up for such a time as this. And so we just want to pray. Uh, we want to ask Coach, Coach, what are a couple things that we as a church can just really pray for you guys? Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to be here, Pastor Mark. I wanted to, uh, before we get started, um, thank Pastor Allen. Um, his pep talk, that's what we call it. We call it a pep talk, you know. Uh, in our days when we were growing up and, and, and playing ball, you know, playing sports back in the days, it's just, it's exciting. And, and the, one of the things that, uh, and that's the reason why I had our team uh, make sure that they're here this morning, was for that opportunity to hear people like Pastor Allen that uh, wear their hearts on their sleeves. You know, I will say one thing that uh, Pastor Allen, um, my family lives in Nanakuli, behind the high school. My mom, 87 years young. I told her she's going to live forever because she likes to use the F word a lot. Uh, so my two brothers played on the 82 or 83 championship team for Sam De La Reyes, who was the coach at the time. 
is Dwight P. Pelialoa still the principal? Andy Moody, Andy, yeah. tell them we said hello. Said hello. Grew up with those guys, you know, coaching for a long time. Uh, but, you know, for our program, and, and you touched upon this earlier about old school. I, I'm old school. I just believe in that. I, I grew up with that. But as we grow older, as we continue our journey, you know, for us and our staff, we try to share our experiences with our young men and women. I wanted to point that out as well. We're one of the few teams that have men and women on the team. Uh, I know IEA has a kicker. Uh, Kaiser, last night, who we played, also has a female kicker as well. And if you remember last year, Iolani also had Mika, whose mom uh, is one of the, uh, she drives the bus and know her as a family member as well. So there's more and more opportunities for young men and women in the world today. And that's just uh, thanks to, I think, the, the whole mindset that comes with, uh, you know, our communities, our families, our, uh, you know, just people in general. As, as we raise our kids. These kids are our kids. That's what we preach. Our, our coaching staff, I got the best coaching staff in the world, hands down. I got the best parents in the world, hands down. I got the best support group in the world. They come, they volunteer their service to try to help um, our kids in study hall twice a week on their own free time. A lot of them are uh, retired, uh, but they still show up and try to help our kids to make them understand you know, how important it is academic. And that, that goes for our program as well. You know, football is just a game. I think I always preach to our kids, you know, it's not life and death. Our, our goal is to go out there and try to do our best. Mm -hmm. If uh, at the end of the night we feel that uh, you know, we've done our best, it's all we can ask, whether we win the game or lose the game. And I think if you continue to work in that direction, and have that mindset, um, you know, good things are going to happen uh, in life. Um, I just ask that um, we continue to pray for our young men and women. Mm. We continue to pray that they understand how important it is, uh, the values that are being instilled in them today. And we continue to ask the parents to support the program. Um, it, it's so important yeah, in this day in life. Uh, because as you've touched upon, uh, Pastor Allen, uh, Nanakuli is a tough community. If you don't have the support base, then a lot of bad things can happen. And I keep telling our kids how fortunate they are, how fortunate they are to have the family that they have, to have the community that they have, to represent the school that they represent. This is the best school in the state. Come on now, hands down, right? So uh, the last thing I'm going to say is that uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that you you made your time and you won your bet. But when it comes to September 20th, when we play Nanakuli, sorry, sorry, we're gonna win that game. All right, all right. Thank you. You know what? I'm gonna call up um, Jed Tesoro. He's one of the guys that kind of helps spiritual advisors. Jed, won't you come up? Alan, won't you come up too? And then you know, coaches, won't you come up and join us on the stage too? Because you really are part of this team, and really we're so blessed by you, coaches. Real quick, come up, and we're gonna pray for everybody. One thing I want to say to you, you uh, I was going to say boys, you boys and girl, you can, I want you to know how much your coach loves you guys, that your coach loves you folks more than you guys know, that the time, 
And not just the time, not just the energy, but the heart, his heart that he loves. He loves you guys. So we're going to pray on blessing on this team. And um, this is uh, Jed Tesoro. Jed Tesoro is from Honolulu Gardens Missionary Church. And uh, he's one integral part of, of our, our team as we, um, you know, support the football team. I'm going to ask Jed, Jed, if you can pray on blessing. And then Alan, you can pray on blessing. And then I will pray on blessing. We'll pray for this team. Can do. Uh, first of all, Ekalamai, sorry I was tardy. Pastor Mark didn't tell me to start 9 o'clock. I thought it was 10 o'clock, so I came in 9.57 thinking I was early, so I apologize. Okay, you only miss Alan. Yeah, I heard him many times, but it's good. <laughs> All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace, for your mercy, but most of all, for your Allah, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, that when we go through hard times, through challenges, we can look to you, and your Allah speaks a breath of life in each one of us. So we thank you for your Allah. We thank you, Lord, that when things are good and there are blessings, we can look to you with thanksgiving and see your faithfulness and be reminded of your love and your faithfulness. And so we bless you. Thank you, you, Lord, for your goodness. If it's okay, can I do something? something. All right. Okay. In Jesus' name. I think what's important is I stand here and I was listening to Pastor Allen and I I see the coaches. Boys, I want you guys to do me a favor. You turn around. You turn around. You face your coaches. You see, um, when I first started being chaplain at Castle High School and with different things and in McKinley, the boys used to call me coach, but I'm not a coach. Because I don't make the commitment every day to be with you guys. But your coaches does. They make that commitment. And one of the things that, um, and I'm going to be honest, because, you know, I mean, for those of you who know me, is that I just share honestly, is um, you guys have great potential. And what I see now is you guys missing the commitment. You see, Aloha is the commitment. God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us. That's how, how much his commitment was. You see, and your coaches put in the time. They sacrificed their marriages, their families, the time to spend with them to be with you. I believe today is the start of a new season. But you got to make that commitment. And it starts with stuff that sometimes is outside on the football field. Making the commitment to be at practice, to choose to be there. You see, Allah is a choice to be there. And so that's what I want you guys to pray. That you're going to commit. You're going to commit to the coaching staff as they've committed to you. That you're going to commit to each other. So that you, see, Allah is speaking life in each other. That Allah. So when you're praying, when you're praying for your coaches, you're praying life over them to encourage them as you stand together. You guys good? You guys good? All right, put your hand on each other's shoulder. And you're going to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love, for your aloha. We thank you that your word says your mercies are new every morning. And so we choose today to receive that mercy, that grace, that aloha. And Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you for our coaches. Thank you, Lord, for their commitment. To us, to our families, help us to receive 
and to learn and to grow on how to be the adults, the men and women that you've called us to be. So I choose, I choose this day, today, to commit my heart, soul, mind, and strength to you, Lord, and to this coaching staff, to my brothers and sisters. I choose to commit to, to renew, to restore all things. And Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you that from this day, that this is a new season, I recommit myself with thanksgiving. Bless my family. Bless my coaches. Bless my teammates. And bless our school. So we thank you, Lord, for your grace and your Allah. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Father, thank you, Lord God, uh, for the best coach in the world, the best staff in the world, the best players in the world, the uh, best support system in the world. And Father, we just pray that you bless them here and now today. Help them to be able to understand that football is just a platform to develop real-life skills, how to deal with penalties, how to deal with loss with aloha, how to uh, handle wins with uh, humility. Help them to understand that it takes teamwork to make the dream work. Father, we just pray that you help them and remind them it doesn't matter how many times in life they fall down. It's how many times they get back up that counts. And you will be there each and every time. I pray that they will look to you in those deep, dark days that, it, again, it doesn't matter what, uh, how many losses we had, how many times we fall, but how many times we get back up. Because that is what matters the most in life. So thank you for loving them. Thank you for blessing them today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, church, why don't you stand up? We're just going to pray on last blessing and close this service. Stand your hands out. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the word we got from Alan. Thank you for all this, this team to be here. Father, we just pray they would experience community, that this would be on community, and there would be unity in community, God. That from today, they would be, like Jed was saying, one renewed commitment to this community. I pray, Father, we pray as a church that you would bless this team that you would bless them with every spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. That at the end of the season, they will know how much they are loved, God. They will know how much they are loved. And Father, I just want to pray a special blessing on all these coaches, God. I just so respect these coaches for all the time and the energy, the blood, sweat, and tears that they put into this team. Father, will you bless Coach Pat and his coaching staff for all they do, not only for this team, Father, but as a reflection in this whole community, God. So we just thank you. We thank you. And as a church, Father, help us to continue to lift up McKinley High School, continue to lift up this team. Help us to, to love in practical ways. Show us how we can practically support as we bless them, we fellowship with them. We're going to meet needs too, God. And so we just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Today... This is church. This is what church is all about. God bless. Got food around the corner to the front over there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.